Welcome to the Factor 2.9 Podcast. This is where we learn, grow, and evolve together. Constantly update through learning, growing, and evolving, and downloading the vast amounts of information from different fields of science. Magnus, we have a new podcast episode. It has been a break, but we are back. Are you feeling well? I'm feeling just fine, thank you. And you? Yeah, me too. I'm feeling uh, good and uh, intellectually uh, stimulated. I want to do intellectual work right now. And that is something which I think is a good thing with listening and making podcasts. But this podcast episode will be about a question that I have for you. And that is, in terms of intellectual work in any area of life, if you want to understand something or learn something or grow and evolve in any area of life. So if you're trying to think well, then I think that it is very imperative to have good focus and practice vigilant, vigorous focus on what you're trying to understand. And just before we were about to record this episode, I noticed that several times when I tried to do my homework for my school, you did these things which I think were just habits for you, but which uh, were distractions for me. So for me, those contents of consciousness disrupted my ability to completely focus on the task at hand and synthesize the information in my head. And so I had to deal with other sensory information as well. So I'll ask the question now, how do you think about this problem? When is it okay to just do your own habits and influence other people's focus? And when should you not do that? Could you just, before we get into that question, tell me an example or what, what did you have in mind? Because you said I did something here just a little while ago, but I can't remember what that was. Sure. Uh, you were standing here and singing and dancing <laughs> on two separate occasions uh, when I, I was trying to study. Really? Today? Yeah, just a minute ago or so. So you were trying to study. I thought we were preparing for this podcast. We were just uh, starting the computers and setting everything up. Sure. I didn't realize you were studying at all. Sure. Well, <laughs> it's not the first time though. Well, I don't have any examples on top of mind except for the one that I just mentioned, uh, which in my opinion is still true. But I believe that you do it a lot and I just want to discuss whether or not you think that you have the right to and whether or not you think that you should consolidate with me before or after or in general if it is okay for you to uh, distract me when and how what do you think about this question i think it's a very personal question because it's going to deal with our relationship yours and mine in particular right. because i don't act the same way towards other people that i do with you necessarily and in particular in this regard i think there's a difference because you have a tendency to lock yourself self up in your room a lot so that means there there can be 
uh, hours sometimes when we don't see you at all. So if we really want to ask you something or there's something that has to be decided uh, for the next day or something like that, you really have to jump on the occasion when it appears. So when your room is open, the door is open, I'm going to take that opportunity to ask you something. Right. Sure. I, I agree with that. And I don't have a problem with if I open the door, then of course you can ask me a question because it sort of is a signal to you that I'm available right now. But what I'm talking about is a completely different problem to me. And that is that when I'm in the same location as you, you don't consider my task at hand and my trying to understand something and trying to be focused on this task. Instead, you just keep on with your habits, whether it is movement or sounds which you make, which influence my ability to learn, which I've been annoyed by uh, before, but uh, I haven't talked to you about it because I know that it will have to be dealt with in a deliberate manner in a conversation such as this. Well, as I said, for example, or uh, rather, when it comes to you in particular, you are very much turned off, or should I say, you're uh, in your own little bubble in some way. Either you close the door and go into your room, so no one can really disturb you, unless we really knock on the door, which we occasionally have to do, but uh, I don't do that as much as uh, I think I would like to if I knew it was okay to disturb you more. I think there there is a level of respect for your privacy that you yourself might not be aware of, but that's one example. And then when you don't stay in your room and you want to be left alone, you very often walk around with... Uh, earphones, headphones on, uh, so there's no way I can talk to you or you could hear what I'm doing without paying attention by yourself. Sure, sure. But... Which you don't. I'm not sure, Falk. Do you repeat the point of that last sentence? Well, I'd... From my perspective, when I see you walking around when you, with your phones on... You're very difficult to get in touch with. You're very much in your own little bubble there. Sure. Uh, I try to talk to you sometimes because uh, when I don't think um, deliberately about the fact that uh, you don't hear me, I sometimes say something like I usually do to people who are around me, and then it's obvious that you don't hear me. So. Um, that's very common. I would say that more than 50% of the time we're in the same room. I can't talk to you without touching you first. Yeah, sure. That's possible. And if you want to discuss that more, we can. But that is not really the question I was asking you. I was asking you when I'm in the same location as you and trying to learn something. So I guess it does have some overlapping because I do uh, learn a lot from headphones as well but when we are in the we are in the same location do you think that you should have to take into consideration my needs and wants and 
in my case, of course, that is to be able to not be distracted so that I can engage deeply into my work. It's not as easy as that, I don't think, because if we are in the same room, that's a signal that you are available to talk to, I think. Uh, I would not agree with that at all. All right. So you're well, telling me that I can't be in the same room as you and study. I, I'm telling you, you very much can do that, but you would have to tell me first, could you please not disturb me now because I'm trying to study here. That would be quite okay and I would leave you alone. But if you go into the same room where I am and sit down and read something, uh, for me not to be able to ask you something or just say something yeah. to you, Uh, to me, that's odd. Sure. It's not really the problem, though. What I think is the problem is when you influence my consciousness and influence my focus in ways in which you don't benefit from, in ways in which you don't even think about. You don't... You just do. You just exacerbate your habit. Habit. You mean like the kind of little silly things you mentioned before when I yes. go in here and start dancing yes. a little bit and sing something? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think much about that when I do that on occasion. That's true. But I don't think I do that a lot. Do you? Yes, I do. All right. That's interesting. Funny you haven't mentioned it before then. Yeah. As I said, I wanted to make it in a way in which we would have time to discuss it thoroughly so that we settle the matter. Okay. Well, I'm not aware of it myself, so I'll just try and make an effort to uh, be more aware of what I'm doing when I'm around you then. So we'll see if I'll find myself doing that again, or mm. if I find the impulse and can quench it and hold it back. Sure. Okay. Um Did you have a question there? I think that uh, like well, five minutes ago or something. Well, I'm not sure, but th there was one thing I, I thought about. I think that this question is very much about perspective. I think that it's natural and it's uh, um, a natural part of the human mind to have focus on yourself, your own stream of consciousness, as we've been speaking about a lot before as well which in turn then means that you don't have the perspective very much of the other person that's in the room or who the other people who are around you. Or of course, if you make an effort to consciously take other people's perspective, you can do that. But when you walk around uh, doing the kind of ordinary stuff that you do in your life, you are in your own mind. So you won't be as aware of other people's needs as you are of your own little planning and uh, future thinking and uh, back thinking, uh, the things we are doing all the time in life. So with that said, the point is that I think that you are, of course, then more aware of the things from your perspective, the things going on in the room from your perspective. So if I do something that annoy you a little bit, you're going to see it and you're going to react to it probably somehow and I might not because I'm not aware of these little things but the same goes the other way around 
there are things about you when you get into the same room that I uh, react to and think things about sometimes, but I don't necessarily mention them, just as you haven't mentioned this problem to me before. Uh, so I'm not sure it's really true to say that, well, I can't be sure, there's no way I, I am one of two persons in this dialogue who this dialogue concern. So there's no way I can be fully objective here, but I truly think that this is very much a matter of uh, perspective. And I'm going to see things naturally or instinctively, perhaps I should say, one way and you are going to see them another way. Sure. I agree with you. Yeah. So, well then, if we agree on that, I think that a conclusion might be here that the the problem you were mentioning here before, this actual problem where I come into the room, into the room and disturb you, might be one particular case of this uh, type of problem right. which is very much present uh, all the time but it's just that when you get into the room and I'm doing something it might be me being slightly disturbed by you right and of course that has to do with the weight that you put on the problem if I assign loads of weight to my ability to focus on something if i value that very much then i'll see things which decrement my ability to do that as very bad and therewith i will go and try to reduce those factors and reduce the influence that those factors have and so if you have something that you want to bring up which you think is important then please do well, well, I don't think it's very important. I'm trying to just uh, see what's happening around me and if it's not really a big problem to me, I'll just have to bear with it and think that it's quite okay that people do things around me that, I'm, um, that I don't really like instinctively, but it's not bad enough for me to need to do something about it. Right, I agree with that mind state as uh, well in general. But, of course, you can't be completely satisfied with everything all the time. If you want to get results, you need to act. And in order to act, you need to sort of be dissatisfied with, with something. You need to find a need for something in order to find a solution for that problem that you have. And so, in general, I think, as you, that... It is a good thing not to be a very reactive person and constantly be on the on the far end of the signal to noise ratio spectrum. I do think that now as we live uh, together and will probably do for a year uh, at least, I think that if we have this discussion once it can yield great returns for both of us uh, because I won't go around and have uh, these uh, annoying contents of consciousness 
linked to you in my mental representation of you and you won't uh, thereby be treated uh, worse by me because I low-key dislike you unconsciously and these properties of the mind that I'm talking about those are really subtle and not something which completely rule you they are unconscious and they nudge you into making small small decisions in some way or another but you can uh, overcome them and you can shape them by the way that you let your consciousness be and experience reality for me i think this boils down to uh, that every person needs to find her or his level of comfort or discomfort uh, above which something has to be done about a problem Uh, if it's too much of a friction in life you need to do something about it Um, as we've been talking about before on this podcast we are fully responsible for our own situations so if things happen around us that we don't like we if that disliking or that level of discomfort is high enough uh, and if you think that it will be sustained over time then of course you should do something about it and that is what you're doing right here right now so that's yeah. just a way of dealing with it right and one of the things that you can do about this if you feel like you have all these signal coming into you all of the time about the dissatisfactions that you experience all the time then you can go and rearrange your mind instead of rearranging reality because if you constantly are in this states of being in which you are completely dissatisfied with everything that you experience then you won't get results and you won't live well and uh, experience subjective well-being and so instead of changing reality if you think that everything is bad you can change your mind through for example mindfulness meditation that's very true and uh, and that's another thing uh, we've been talking about before as well uh, that to the extent that you are able to do it it's a good thing to try and reach uh, equanimity equanimity of mind to be more stoic about things that happen around you in your life so when bad things happen around you of course there are some things that are truly problematic that you need to deal with uh, if as i said before they rise above a certain level you need to do something about it but otherwise you can improve your life a lot by just learning to cope with things that happen around you and don't assign a lot of meaning to the small perturbations or or things that disturb your life around you just the same way you shouldn't um, exaggerate the level of joy or elation when good things happen around you you need to or you should i should say try and see them for what they are Um, and most things aren't most things that happen in our in our lives aren't very big deals really why should you not exaggerate the good things in life i sh- sh- 
I would I'd say it's about not um, assigning meaning to things that isn't aligned with the real in air quotes level of meaning of the things that happen to you. I don't think you should blow up things, uh, magnify them uh, in either direction. Not a lot. It's a good thing to try and have um, a good and realistic view of what is happening to you at all times. Of course, be happy. I didn't say don't be happy. It's a good thing to be happy. Of course, that's a better feeling. It's a more um, enjoyable feeling, at least, than being unhappy. Uh, so by all means, be happy, but don't ex exaggerate it. Don't um, paint the picture that everything's perfect and uh, think that life is just fun all the time just because you, should we say, win a prize on the lottery or something like that. Right, so you're uh, talking about the intellectual... Uh, results getting a state of mind now that you want to be in most of the time when you're trying to perform in yes. reality. Right. Okay. Um, because I'd argue that there are uh, times and places for just letting go of any source of meaning. And that means just embracing all the happiness and all the positive, positive parts of the experience that you experience and that means sure not blowing up the experience and exaggerating the experience but it means that you can uh, experience extreme levels of joy such as when you do mindfulness meditation or compassion meditation yes or when you just uh, realize uh a high level of gratitude for all the things that are good in your life. Right. Or when you go on a trip with your family or any other uh, vacation that you may have. Yes. But now I think we're talking about the fact that it's very good and fine and okay to feel joy and be happy and let that be the guiding factor in your life during that period in which things are going well or you, you find yourself in a good situation. I was talking about something slightly different. Right. That you should keep uh, things in perspective and yeah, not... Yeah, try not, to discern that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have anything else you want to mention for this episode? Don't think so. Uh, just, well, it's an interesting take <laughs> to, to go into a, a quite a private discussion, which right. this was, was, which this <laughs> was. And... Uh, have that discussion on this podcast but uh, that's fine yeah it's uh, aligned with the more liberal uh, way of making this podcast that we have in uh, uh, pretty much all of the ways uh, of making a liberal podcast so this ended up being a discussion about uh, things that happen in our relationship and uh, that are quite general and applicable to uh, most people's lives, I would think, uh, without us trying to find some special take on this subject. I think this type of uh, podcast episode is really not for any specific purpose, but if you continually listen to it over time, 
then you will get a share of our share of knowledge, which we try to constantly update through learning, growing, and evolving, and downloading the vast amounts of information from different fields of science and different fields of uh, business or any other uh, area of life that you want to learn, grow, and evolve in. So as we learn, grow, and evolve, we share it with you. And when you listen to the podcast, you will learn, grow, and evolve as well, even if the topic is not a specific one. Well said. Most likely this will not be the last episode of this year. We have another one in store, another discussion coming up that we are planning for. uh, And we hope you will listen in on that one too. Yes, thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you, Magnus. Thank you, David. Hey, just a quick reminder that we have just launched our website and uh, you can now find our episodes that you are the most interested in by looking in our categories or even searching for keywords all of our episodes are on the website and you can also sign up for new updates on the podcast as well through our newsletter in the footer of the website you can also contact us very easily through a form on the website but uh, the website is mainly for your ease of finding the right episode for you so Being able to search through categories or keywords is the main function that I think will help most people right now. So check it out, factor2point9.com.